Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. Welcome back to the New Swingers Podcast. I'm John. And I'm June. And today... We are going to be talking about me going undercover <laughs> at a swingers club. <laughs> it's called it's called undercover single guy at a swingers club, and we'll get a little more into uh, that as we go through the episode and why. And uh, June's going to ask me a lot of questions about it. Um, it's kind of like the undercover boss TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't know it's the boss, and he's there. He's not really who you think he is when you meet him. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so. Anyways, by the way, if you haven't given us a rating or review, if you've listened to us before, if you've gotten any value out of this, please right now take three seconds, go click those stars, give us a rating, and leave a review. Just leave a comment. It takes like five seconds to leave a comment. You can do it while you're listening right now. And just type in a comment about how uh, this podcast has been helpful for you mm-hmm. or or some sort of value that you've received out of it. Maybe how it helped you in the lifestyle. Because it helps other people who are new and helps them feel like they're not alone and know they're not alone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we do this not just to share our story and our lifestyle journey, but we do it because we realize that, hey, we're doing this together. Uh, let's document it. And by the way, it might actually be able to help some people. Exactly. And so leave a rating and re- review. Go there right now. Just click the stars. It takes three seconds to do. Leave a comment. It takes another five seconds. And uh, you never know the difference it could make in someone's life if they... If they hear what you have to say um, and they see a high number of ratings and reviews um, that they might connect with and it helps them. So anyway. Well, and I have an OnlyFans and, you know, for thank thank you for if you do the rating and reviews, there's some pictures that are on. I have an OnlyFans. I have. You post hot, sexy pictures every fucking day on your OnlyFans, which, by the way, that's the first link in the show notes is June's OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, she has pierced nipples. If you've never been here before and this is your first time listening, she's 32 double Ds. Very beautiful. Got them pierced. And, uh, yeah, she likes to show them off. Former church preschool teacher <laughs> uh, found out she's an exhibitionist and a swinger wife. So uh, There's that. Fuck! It's you're so fucking hot. It's, it's stupid. People have no idea how hot you are, like because they they don't see your face or like they only hear your voice. Like you have no idea. Like like you are literally like if you look up the the term milf in the dictionary, <laughs> you look up the term milf in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of June. Why? Thank you, babe. But I digress. <laughs> we'll probably have sex after this. Probably. I hope. I hope. <laughs> so anyway, 
by the way, if you have questions about your lifestyle journey, we don't know everything, but we have been married almost two decades, mm-hmm. uh, happily married, by the way. If you want, if you have questions you want to ask about the lifestyle or your journey or something you're dealing with, send us an email at new swingers podcast, new swingers podcast at gmail.com, new swingers with an S, new swingers podcast at gmail.com. And we often uh, address and answer your questions. Yep. And uh, we do that anonymously. Your your name will never be disclosed. A lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, your email server attaches your name to the email. You might not know that. Uh, don't worry, we'll never say your name. Yep. And uh, if it's in our, our our inbox, like we'll we'll no, it'll never be discussed anywhere. Yep. And so uh, that's our trust with you. But anyway, today's episode. <laughs> June's going to be asking me questions, and I'm going to be answering them. And she's also going to give some of her opinion and insight about what what um, I did recently. <laughs> what, four days ago? What is today? Four or five days ago. What is today? Is today? Today's Monday. Monday? It was Friday night. Yeah. Friday night. I did the undercover, undercover single guy thing <laughs> at a swinger club. So I have a list of questions. I'm going to hand over to June mm-hmm. right now, and she's going to ask me. And, uh, you know, June, as always, feel free if you have something to say about what I say. I know our listeners love hearing you probably more than they enjoy hearing me talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the first one says, how did you come up with the idea to pose as a single guy at the Swingers Club? Well, about two weeks ago on a Friday night, I was home alone drinking. <laughs> you know, that's how every great story begins. <laughs> and uh, I was drinking i was alone you and the kids were out of town and i in fact it's funny when i say i was drinking alone because that night one of the songs i was listening to was i drink alone i drink alone by george thorogood the bad to the bone guy with nobody else he talks about drinking alone i'm sitting there going (laughs) shit i'm drinking alone well it randomly came to me that like you know we we do everything together in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and i have no desire to do anything separate from you but i realized we do riff on single guys a lot you know we rag on them a lot uh, they're not all bad but there are so many let's just say there's so many fucking dumb ones that they give all the single guys a bad name they act like creepers creepers they act like yeah. weirdos they say weird shit they send you weird emails and messages on social media mm-hmm. and and it's like so we riff on them but at the same time one of those guys might be able to say to me, well, John, it's easy for you to say. You have a super hot wife who goes everywhere at lifestyle events with you. Like, that changes the dynamic. And you know what? That's right. That's true. It does. And so I thought, I want to truly understand the experience of a single guy at a swingers club. Mm-hmm. I know everything that they do that we hate that we're annoyed by, yep. that we go creeper, creeper alert. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I'll want to do those things. Or maybe I'll understand why they do those things if I'm in their shoes. Yeah. And if I don't, how how did I get over that? And maybe I can tell them how I got over it so they don't come off as creepers as much um, and have a better experience, and everyone else does too. Mm-hmm. So... That's where I got the idea. I was standing in, in our kitchen. I'm sit, I'm standing there just like, I think I was pouring like my fourth shot. <laughs> yeah, that's how every great story starts. And 
I remember uh, telling you on the, I think I told you on the phone you had called me and I said, hey, I don't have to do this, but it's just a social experiment, just an idea I have. What if I went to the club alone and posed as a single guy on a Friday night? Because Friday night, the the club we're part of, they let single guys in. Uh, couples and singles, but single guys are only allowed on certain nights. And so, what if I went alone? Not the, And the whole thing is not that I want to go alone, but to do this social experiment to see what is it actually like. Mm-hmm. And what was your first thought? Now, I know you all love here in June. Probably, again, way more than me. So, uh she had mixed feelings about it. Can you talk about that? When I first mentioned to you going to the club without you, not because I wanted to be there without you, but because I wanted to do this social experiment. But in order to do it, you couldn't be there with me. Mm-hmm. What was it? How did you feel about that when I first mentioned the idea? Um, I didn't like it because I was like, well, because we do like in my mind, it's like, well, we do the we join the lifestyle so that we could. We could, we could enjoy other people, but we'd be together doing that. Like we could figure out what we like with each, like, but we'd be there with each other doing that. And so the thought of like us, of you going by yourself, I was like, okay, uh, um, how's that going to work? Cause what if that actually works with the experiment? And then because we've never played separate, like, how's that going to work? Because that's. Something we've never done before. Oh, and by the way, I forgot a really important detail. When I showed up to the Swingers Club posing as a single guy, I was wearing a bright blue t-shirt, or a dark blue t-shirt, with with bold white letters on it that said, I'm here to fuck someone's wife. <laughs> we have matching ones. We have matching ones. <laughs> June, June likes fucking wives, too. And so she has a purple one. I have a blue one. So I, I showed up with a wearing a T-shirt that said, literally says, "I'm here to fuck someone's wife." Mm-hmm. And we'll get we'll get into more detail about that. But I I figured if I'm going to do this, we need to go balls of the wall. Let's go all out. So I told you about it, the idea, but and I said, "Hey, we don't have to do this." But I think it would be really interesting. I I think we would learn a lot. And some, I know some of our listeners are going, this guy is so full of fucking shit. He just wanted to go there and fuck ladies without his wife being there. No. Here's the reason. What I have going is way better than that. Like, my wife likes to fuck ladies with me. Like, hell, she brings the hot ones back to our house. Like, she attracts them to us. Like, I, I do less work because she's with me. You're welcome. And, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and in my, in my, in my, my mind... <laughs> The more women that are involved in a playtime, the better. So <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, get her out of the picture or anything like that. Um, this is fun for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyways, I was wearing that t-shirt that said, I'm here to fuck somebody's wife. But for me, I was like, oh, we do this together. Now he's wanting to go by himself. I know it's for the experiment. But he here's what went through my mind. And this is what I told him. I said, you've told me so many times when we've watched movies or whatever, and the women are like throwing themselves at the guys and the guys are like, no, like they, and John has told me multiple times, that is the hardest thing to do is to turn down a woman who's throwing themselves at you. So my mind immediately when he's saying, oh, I'm going to go to the club. I want to go to the club for the experiment without you. My mind went to, okay, so what's going to happen if that actually works and it happens? Like, what if I do really good? 
and I get I get a passing grade, and it and it leads to the inevitable yeah. of having sex with people without me there, without because you there. we've never done that. Yeah, and, and that was again, that was a huge thing for me because I was like, yeah. um, and I wasn't I again I wasn't trying to make that happen. Oh yeah, I um, know, but, but just, no, just so people know, like that wasn't my goal. My goal, but was my mind went there immediately. But and it had to because it's either <laughs> not going to work or it's going to work. And it's like, well, what if the experiment goes too well? Then it's like, well, I'm not going to play with a lady without June there or June not knowing. Or then being like, oh, well, yeah, I did, by the way. And we weren't cool or we we weren't on the same page before that. Like, that would create trouble. And I wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast. Like, either if you play a football game, either win or you lose. Um. So we had, you know, I'll be honest, we had a couple like little tips about it because I was like, um, because it was new territory. Like we've never played separate. And I personally, I have no desire to ever do that ever. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's where we're at right now, whatever. But that's for me, like, I don't think I, for me personally, I don't think I ever have a desire to ever play separate, even if it was just with the girl. Like, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, and like, and I'm totally cool if you want to play separate with the girls. Uh, not guys, because I know some guys are assholes and weirdos, mm-hmm. and I think that would be unsafe. Um, I just don't like the idea. But with girls, I've told you plenty of times, like, if you want to go stay the night, you know, at Barbie's house or whatever, and, you know, she wants to show you some stuff that she likes and play, like, I'm totally cool with that, even if I'm not there. Um, nothing, again, nothing in me wants to play without you. But at the same time, like going in, it's different trying to meet people uh, without you, as as you're going to hear as June starts asking me this list of questions. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I was with another woman, like and we've talked about this to- in total honesty, it wouldn't matter to me if you're there or not because I'm not focused on you anyway. I'm focused on the person I'm with, so it's kind of the same situation. Um, but again, I don't I don't seek to have you out of the picture. And I know that. And the thing is, I know that's one of, one of June's uh, fears just because of, you know, rejection from her father and shit from her past uh, where like, she's, she's, you know, always been very afraid of like abandonment and, and being cut out of the picture. And, and I've always been very upfront with like, that's never going to happen, but I know that's a seed of fear that's in you. And so um, yeah. th- this kind of, this kind of scraped the edge of that. It did. Kind of brushed up against it. <laughs> and bit. I knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. But that's why I said, hey, I have this idea. Yes, I'm <laughs> drinking. And yes, I have this idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, y'all watch this. That's how every great redneck story starts. <laughs> and um, But I left it in your hands. I like I, At one point, I told you, you got so frustrated and, and mad and in your head. I said, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And, then and, I, and said, I meant it. Yeah, and but I meant it. But I meant it like, yes, you are going to go. Then she turns around and she's telling me, yes, you are fucking going. I'm because like, I want to get out of, because I don't want to be held back by shit in my brain from the way I grew up. Like, I don't want to let that win. You don't want to let the fear win? Like, I don't want that. Because yeah, I do love John with all my heart. And it's like, I I'm, and I. Yeah. And so, when, June's the kind of person now, uh, whenever she's afraid of something. It's only a matter of time. She's probably going to do it because she's like, fuck fear. I refuse to live in it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to conquer that bitch. And she pretty much does. So anyway, um, anything else about how how you felt about it or what your experience was when I mentioned 
the idea. And again, I, I didn't say I was going to. I said, hey, here's an idea. Yeah. I think it'd be cool, but it's up to you. I'm cool. Well, I, th- I thought about all of our listeners and I thought, well, like maybe there's something they can learn from this. And so I was like, yeah, I don't like the idea, but also I just had to get out of my head and just remind myself that if things go well and he does play with somebody, it's not anything that we already haven't done. It's just I'm not physically there. And so I had to literally that whole night that he left, I just had to continually remind myself, hey, like, it's okay. Like, he's going to come back home to me and we're going to still be us. And like, it's for the podcast. And if things do go good and he does end up fucking some other wife, like, it's he's already done that. I just had to kind of I literally had to just continually like literally probably every 30 minutes just remind myself of that because I'm still trying to work through getting the shit out of my brain that has been in my brain for 39 years. Again, yeah. (laughs) Again, at the same time, I was perfectly willing to walk away from this idea just so everyone listening understands. Yeah, I would not have done this if June had a problem. Yeah. Like, there's no way. No, like, nothing is worth sacrificing what we are. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone, and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle, and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. Yeah, so anyway, I just realized I'm naked wearing flip-flops and you're not wearing flip-flops, you weirdo. (laughs) You're the weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) We so need to visit a nudist resort sometime soon. We've never been to one. I've always wanted to. We've never been to a nudist one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not to be off topic, but June has a list of questions about this that she wants to ask me. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you say we dive in? Okay, so were you nervous at all about going like to the swingers club as a single guy? Okay, I think the answer is yes and no. Um, no, in the sense that, like, I'm so familiar with that place because we're pretty much there every weekend, and, mm-hmm. and every other week in the middle of the week we go on Wednesday nights, and so like we know the bouncers, we know the staff, they all know us, mm-hmm. um, and so. It not really, but it was more like the unknown of like what's it gonna be like, but also like what am I gonna do? Normally it's like I'm talking with you, we're dancing. I'm not gonna get up on the on an empty dance floor and start dancing myself. You know, I'm not gonna get up on the stage this, this, and this show kid. everybody a show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> shake my ass. <laughs> you know, like get up there, the skinny white guy just like <laughs> shaking his ass like in front of like these couples, and uh, <laughs> so. Um, what was the question? (laughs) Were you nervous at all? Uh, okay. Not really, because I was so familiar with the environment. But also, at the same time, yes, because like I said, the unknown, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. I I realized after getting there that like, 
you, you remember Talladega Nights, the movie with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Do you remember the part where they're interviewing him on, on the waist, on the racetrack and he's like, his hands keep going up in the air and they keep pushing his hands down. Yes. And he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. And his hands come back up. I don't know what to do with my hands. After getting there, I was like, I kind of felt like I don't know what to do. Because I'm always with you. We do stuff together. <laughs> and so, like, I just went, got a drink, sat at the bar. Um, you know, several, several guys throughout the night, you know, obviously saw my t-shirt. Especially under the low lights, it glowed. Yeah. You know, my shirt that said, I'm here to fuck someone's wife. <laughs> and most guys, they'd point at it and laugh and go, oh, my God. And they'd, like, grab their lady and go, look at his shirt. You know, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm so-and-so. I'm John, you know. And it was a, a great introduction point because i'll tell you if you're trying to meet new people in the lifestyle if you're a single guy humor is very disarming Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a comedian but if you just have or do something funny or say something or um humor is very disarming and people are very open to that makes them very comfortable even if they don't know you if they've never seen you in their life Mm -hmm. um and people like to laugh people like to feel good your brain uh secretes happy chemicals uh, there's five different happy chemicals. I won't go into the psychology lesson, but there are happy chemicals that your brain secretes secretes and releases when you're laughing, mm-hmm. when you're when you find something funny, yeah. and you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And so that was my whole thing with the T-shirt. I, I I was sitting there at the bar having a drink and just facing the couches, the dance floor, the open space where couples kept filtering in and sitting down. And I'm just sitting there. With my shirt in plain sight facing them. And like just with this like shit-eating grin on my face. Like not obnoxious, but like this grin. Because in my mind I'm thinking, I know these people are reading my fucking shirt. And I know what they must be thinking. <laughs> and so and a lot of them were like, dude, that fucking shirt. One guy's like, at least you're not hiding it. I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, I think there's a lot of power and clarity. And uh, yeah, I said, I'm here to have fun either way. I don't care. You know, I'm not here to pressure anybody. I'm just here to have a good time. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm here for a reason. I talked to so many couples that night. Mm-hmm. And I'll get later to the point about why nothing happened. Um, something unexpected, a twist of fate took place, which I'll get <laughs> to later. And there's a question you'll ask me about that toward the end. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I was nervous because I always have you as, like, my wingman. Not wingman, wingwoman. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's just the unknown. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you may have already kind of addressed this a little bit. By the bit, way, but- I'm drinking, so if I repeat myself, I'm sorry. Some people bitch and complain. He talks too much. He repeats himself. Most of the time I, I we do this podcast, I've I've had 100-proof rum or 100-proof vodka, so I really don't give a shit. If this isn't for you, if I talk too much, go find another podcast. God bless you. <laughs> well, the next one, you may have addressed it a little bit, but it just says, what was going through your head as you were getting ready and then driving there? You know what was the weirdest thing? Like, we're always standing at our sink. We have, like, the, what do they call it? A Jack and Jill sink. Like, there's your sink and my sink. Uh-huh. The, the giant mirror in our master bathroom. Yeah. What was weird is I was showering. We usually shower together. Mm-hmm. And then we get ready together. You're on your side of the sink. I'm on my sink. <laughs> You know, getting ready, shaving, spraying on stuff, make sure our clothes are good. And it was only me doing it. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit weird. Um, not bad. It was just almost like I, I kind of missed, like, I didn't realize I, I missed, like, us getting ready together. Aww. 
And then, like, as I'm driving there, it's like we we have this like gangster rap playlist. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're we're in our late 30s and we're white, and we got this gangster rap playlist from like the 90s and er- through the early 2000s. Oh yeah, and we listen to this shit on the way every and, every time. Yeah, and it's so fun. <laughs> like, you're talking like you know, 50 Cent, Ice Cube, Pitbull, Snoop Dogg, Pitbull. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and so I'm driving there by myself. And I, I'm like, eh, I think I'll listen to music. And then I'm like, eh. I'm just kind of thinking about, you know, questions I'm going to ask people, how I'm going to approach people. I'm kind of like preparing mentally. Yeah. Like when I meet somebody, what's the first thing out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's important. You know, how do you break the ice? You know, and nobody kn- knows this, but by, and this is the extent that I'm going to say this by profession, I'm a, I'll just say by profession, I am literally a professional communicator. Mm-hmm. However you interpret that, take it that way. But I've been a professional communicator for almost 20 years. Uh, that's how I make my living. And so um, I, I, I know how people think a lot. And I know what a lot of things that work to like make people comfortable and how to say things. So I have a lot of insight there. And I was just kind of going over a few of my, my, my one lines that like, I'll open up or break the ice with mm-hmm. because after you break the ice, it's kind of like everything else just sort of organically flows. Um, and if, if the conversation dies a little, I know a couple things I can say like that, that will keep it going mm-hmm. and not just me talking, but getting them talking. Yeah. Like there was one couple, uh, she was originally from Ohio and he was from San Francisco and they met online. And one of the things I said, well, Hey, where are you from? And he said San Francisco. And before she answered, I said, wait. I said, don't tell me where you're from, but give me two clues and I'll guess. You know, make this fun. <laughs> and um, by the way, I was listening to this YouTube uh, channel called Charisma on Command before that. And that was one of the tips that this guy gave. And I'm like, damn, that's good. So I don't get anything out of that. But um, I watch a lot of his videos. What was it? So he just said, oh, when it was you like it was somebody like- just asked them, like, give a couple things. He was talking about like how to make small talk that's interesting and not weird. And so again, yeah, the the charisma on command, if you're a single guy, like I think it's really good for uh that that YouTube channel. It's hmm. really good for kind of helping you kind of set up for talking to people because he has topics on everything, videos on everything, but um he had a few pointers I had never heard of. Um hmm. even as a professional communicator, and I'm like, damn, this twenty five year old kid, he's you know, he's got a few million followers out there and I can see why. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to use that one. And I actually used it on a couple of people. And uh, <laughs> this lady said something. I said, so where are you from? Don't tell me. Let me guess. Give me two hints. And she said, I can't remember the first thing. But then she said, Skyline Chili. And I said, you're from Cincinnati, Ohio. She goes, yep. <laughs> and because originally uh, I come from the Midwest region. And I know that Skyline Chili Cincinnati, Ohio, Cincy. So, yeah. Then there's that. I, I think I said Cleveland first. I'm like, no, it's another C. It's Cincy. And she goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So, anyway, I got off on kind of a rabbit trail there. Mm-hmm. You normally do. I do. It's the alcohol. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But that's, the booze doesn't that's help. That's him. <laughs> Being drunk AF doesn't help. Or does it? Um, hey, by the way. That what you're drinking out of your glass says something on it. 
Yes, it does. You're drinking out of a wine glass. Yes. That I bought you that you didn't know I bought you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell our listeners what your wine glass says? Oh, gosh. I got to grab it because I can't read it from here. I'll go grab it with both hands, baby. Meow. Mm-hmm. It's like a foot away from you. Like, <laughs> let me go grab it. It's like 12 inches from like her fingertip. Okay. Well, I had to get out of the chair. Oh, good Lord. Okay. And I also had drinks. So there's that. Okay. It says, I love to wrap both my hands in all caps around it and in all caps, swallow. All right, so so I love without- to wrap both my hands around it and swallow. You love to wrap both your hands around it and swallow. The wine glass, <laughs> that is. Mm, yeah. Okay. Here, just put it right here on the desk. You're, you're fine. There you go. Okay. All right. Next question. Next question. What were you expecting it to be like? Was it that way or different? One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know. Because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple, actually. Just go download our free two-page guide called Swing Easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires. I expected people to ignore me. <laughs> and um, if I hadn't had the funny t-shirt on, I think I definitely would have been ignored. Um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think like, uh, you know, I again, I expected people to ignore me. The thing is, I know in the lifestyle, people say like, you know, s- single guys get the bad name. They're kind of like second class citizens. I did kind of feel separate. Because, like, 95% of the people in there were couples. Hmm. So, but here's the thing. I did, I did sort of feel that way. But nobody was making me feel that way. Hmm. I sort of felt it by default because, like, I didn't have a wing girl. (laughs) I didn't have you with me. I didn't have somebody with me, you know, that, you know, to, to make it, like, normal like it is. And so... Like I've heard people say, like certain clubs, like the one we go to, is like they're like real clickish, or you feel like you're kind of like not included. It's not that I wasn't included; it's just that most couples weren't there to talk to me, and so like if I if I didn't start the conversation, mm-hmm. most of them didn't talk to me unless unless it was one of the ones that where the guy was like, "Oh my God, your shirt." Or one of the ladies in one of the couples looked at my shirt and pointed out to her to her husband. And she's like, oh, look at his shirt. You know, I, I see him 20 feet away pointing at me looking and she's laughing. She likes my shirt, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, who knows where that could have gone. But <laughs> now here's what I did. She pointed out. He looked. He laughed. She's laughing. So I get up and I walk over and just shake hands. I notice he's wearing a Harley Davidson shirt, a button down mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. I ride a Harley. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even introduce myself. I just said, D- 
dude, do you ride a Harley? And he goes, oh, yeah, man, I've had like six or seven of them over the years. And her and I actually got in an accident last year. And, you know, we're like, we're both fine. But, um, yeah, I've got a Road King. And I'm like, man, I've got a Street Glide. Like, man, cool. Here's what I did. I found a point of common interest, non-sexual. I'm not walking up going, hey, man, we don't know each other, but I, can I fuck your wife? Yeah. Like, like that forward approach might work with some people if they're drunk enough or, or they're just horny enough. I know with you and me, that fucker would get shot down and he would never have a chance. He would be unredeemable. Yep. So, like, I just saw he's wearing a Harley Davidson shirt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, dude, you know, I, I, so take this single guys or anybody listening, but find a point of mutual interest. Yeah. And talk about it. Like June, you, you compliment ladies on their skirts, on their shoes all the time. Like, oh my God, I love your outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we've made friends that we've played with just because you said hi and said, oh my God, I love your eyeshadow. I love your heels. I love the top you're wearing. Um, we didn't know that was going to go anywhere. You were just being nice. Yeah. But we, you found, an, an, uh, obviously, if, if the lady's wearing something, like in the case of you complimenting her, um, she obviously likes it. Well, it's a, it's a point of mutual interest. Yeah. Well, I found that with the guys. And I didn't talk to one lady first. Every couple I talked to, and it was work, by the way. Being a single guy in one of these environments, the whole night was work. Like, Walking up to people, saying hi, having something to say, um, getting the conversation started. And then when one ends, another one starts. So it was a lot more effort than it normally is because normally I'll just have you compliment a lady. And then we might hang out all night talking to those people or playing or more or whatever. Or or we won't. We just become good friends with them, which is awesome. Um, so it was a lot more work on on my end. Mm-hmm. But one of the, one of the things I did again, I found a point of mutual interest based on like, for example, what the guy was wearing, you know, another guy had a Mohawk, he had a blonde Mohawk and it was shaved on the sides. He was kind of goth, which I'm not goth. I don't really hang in that crowd, but he looked like a nice dude. And she was a very beautiful brunette and, um, with blue in her hair, which reminded me of you because you always color your hair. And she turns out she was a cosmetologist too, but I couldn't tell her, Oh my God, my wife's also a cosmetologist <laughs> because she'd be like, Oh, where is she? I'm like, Oh, I'm playing single guy tonight. And I can't tell you that. So I had to keep that under wraps, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I just, it was either a point of mutual interest or, Hey dude, I love your hair, man. Like I wish I had the guts to do that. The guy was a software engineer. Like he moved here from San Francisco. He's a software engineer. Um, he's got this blonde mohawk and he's kind of goth and, you know, she wasn't goth really, but, um, they were both awesome. God, we sat there and talked for probably a half hour <laughs> having drinks, you know, she was trying to drop a few pounds. She had lost 30 pounds already. And so she was trying to drop some more. So she was, she was only drinking clear alcohol. It was tequila <laughs> yeah. in that case. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just, Yeah. Well, then you pretty much answered the next two questions, which was, what did you do while you're there and how did you engage with people? So you pretty much answered those already. Yeah, that that was pretty much it. And and I'll tell you this, single guys, if you're listening, one of the biggest things that like turns us off to you is when you follow us around mm-hmm. and you never introduce yourself. Yeah. Or you stare at us, us, her, June. Yeah, you're probably not staring at me. Um, but like you linger 
but you never say hi. Like, it's so not normal when somebody lingers around, but they never say hi. It's kind of like, what's this person doing here? And then they're like, you're going to the bathroom. And they're like, they follow you there. But instead of like stopping or going in with you, they just continue on to the other restroom where they turn around. And it's like, what the fuck was that person doing? Like that happened like a week or two ago. Or they sit on the couch and they're eyeballing you the whole time. Yeah. And then I have to tell John, okay, can we like go somewhere else? Because like this dude's totally like just now it's okay. Look, I don't mind being checked out. It makes me feel nice. But here's the thing. When you don't fucking blink, that's creepy. Blink, motherfucker. <laughs> blink. Blink, motherfucker. It's creepy. Like, like don't just like stare you're... at me and you're just like fucking not blinking. And you know what that dude could have done? And I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that guy God. was waiting on his lady, who was hot, by the way, to come out of the bathroom. He could have walked up and said, hey, my wife just went in the bathroom. I saw you just come out. Um, well, number one, introduce himself to me. First. Hey, so-and-so, um, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? I'd say, I'm John. This is my wife, June. He's like, hey, I just noticed, you know, you guys, you guys are standing here. You're a couple just like us. Um, you know, your wife just came out of the bathroom. My wife just went in. Um, if you want, I can introduce you to her on the way out. Um, you know, but like, hey, have you all been here before? Is this your first time at the club? Or, like, he could have just been normal. Uh-huh. but But because he wasn't. You were like, I want to fucking move. And this is the lobby. This is like the safe. If the club had a safe place, this is the green zone. This is it. Now, the whole club is safe. There's bouncers everywhere. Yeah. Um, no worries. But this is like the most well-lit, comfortable place in the club. And it's like, even there, you were like, let's, let's move. go. Yeah. 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 I think you were confused at first. And then afterwards, I was like, no, no, no. He wasn't blinking. Like, he would just stared and didn't fucking blink. Like a reptilian. And he was just looking me up and down without blinking. And I'm like, up and down, up and down, up and down, not blinking. Yeah, so, again, that's (laughs) fucking weird. Like, don't do that, guys. You give us all a bad name. You make us all look fucking stupid. Like, it's okay to stare. But at least just walk up and say hi. Yeah. Like, most people aren't going to get mad at you for saying hello. Yeah. And if you don't have a chance with her anyway, then what the fuck do you have to lose? Again, I, I think, you know, I I think most of the weirdness that single guys give off in lifestyle environments and events, I think it comes from anxiety and insecurity. I think that's where it comes from, whether they know it or not. I think that's the seed of it. The problem is, is when they don't find a way to deal with it that works for them individually, then they just keep coming off as a creeper. And so, and I was constantly asking myself like okay i feel kind of odd here like i'm just sitting at the bar i'm looking around at people who should i go say hi to um am i coming off as a weirdo in any way that we accuse single guys as coming off as weirdos because i might be doing it and not realize it (laughs) i was constantly asking myself that question um oh here's a good one what happened that caused you to decide to leave? <laughs> oh, God, I did, I did not expect this audible to be called. <laughs> Something happened huh. where I was like, I I think, no, I don't think I'm leaving now. Now, here's the thing. I, I didn't have, I didn't have to leave. I chose to. Um, yeah. Now, oh, another thing. Hold that question. Um, 
<laughs> this is kind of funny, a funny thing that happened. Um, and we won't disclose who or what club or whatever, because I wouldn't want anyone getting in trouble. But um, I'm always with you at the club. Mm-hmm. Well, as a guy at this club, there's like a, a dress standard, not a dress code, but a standard. Well, I've worn that shirt before that says I'm here to fuck someone's wife. Mm-hmm. And again, it works every time I wear it, <laughs> which is kind of funny because we both get to end up having fun. But mm-hmm. um, one of the bouncers came up to me and he said, you know, and he, he knows us. Um, they all know us. Like we're VIPs there. We're regulars. They know us. Um, he goes, hey, uh, is your wife coming tonight? And I said, no, it's just me tonight. And he goes, okay, well, single guys are required to wear a button-on shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I go, shoot. I go, I looked him in the eye and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I don't have one. And he looks me back in the eye and goes, I know. <laughs> and then he walks away. So I'm like, oh, he didn't throw me out. He didn't tell me I had to leave. Um, And I think the only reason that happened is because we, we kind of have equity with those people. Mm-hmm. Now, I did have a brown leather jacket I wore in because it's cold outside. So I could have went and put that on. I would have. Um, and they saw me walk in wearing it. Mm-hmm. But he actually let it slide. And I was grateful for that. Uh, he didn't have to do that. Again, I'm not saying who, what, where, whatever. Like, doesn't matter. But I, that was a big testament to, like, if 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 I would have been, like, a creeper weirdo, that everyone who works at the club knows is a creeper weirdo or they think I'm just off. Yeah. They could have they could have legitimately like told me I had to leave. Yeah. Because that's against the rules. Well, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that I could wear it if I'm with you, but if I'm not with you, if I'm there alone, I can't wear that. <laughs> well, I'd never been to the club without you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that because you're always with me and the, the rules are different at this particular place. And I actually like the fact it's that way. Me some too. people some people don't, but I do. Um, we do. Um, but Cause it means that, you actually have to try. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that was one thing that happened that was interesting and uh, I'm grateful. It's funny. Cause one guy, <laughs> I met another guy who's in there, who's a single guy. And after we got to talking for a minute, he's like, dude, how the hell did you get in here? wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm normally here with my wife. And, um, apparently when I'm with her, it's okay. I've never been here by myself. And so we've been coming here quite a while. They know us. I think uh, they gave me some grace equity is what I made. I said like they, they were a little gracious with me tonight. Uh-huh. It was kind of funny because he kind of rolled his eyes like he was kind of pissed off. I was surprised at how visually kind of frustrated he was, hmm. um, which why do you give a fuck, dude? Like, like, I mean, well, you, you wish he could wear a T-shirt, too, instead of trying to try. I only did it because it was part of my experiment. Yeah. You know. I only wear that shirt when I'm like, I wonder if it's going to work. <laughs> like when we go to our first hotel takeover, uh, whenever we do that, we've never done one mm-hmm. or a, or a swinger resort. I'm wearing that fucking shirt like every day. Oh, and I'm going to wear it with you. <laughs> I'm going to wear, wear mine. Yours. Yeah, you'll wear yours. I'll wear mine. And we'll have a lot of fun. So um, anyways, your question was, though, uh, you asked. What happened that caused you to decide to leave? Yeah. <laughs> this was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like, most people in the lifestyle don't want to be found out. Some people don't care. Like, they come from families where nobody would give a shit. Um, it wouldn't affect their career or whatever. Um, 
we come from like a very religious background and we're not religious anymore. And this guy didn't see me, but I saw him. Hmm. I saw a guy who I recognized from like a church men's group I was a part of like seven or eight years ago. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Now, my first thought is, our, our defense is always this. We talk about this. Yeah. If we see anyone we know there, hey, motherfucker, you're here too. Exactly. But here's the difference. Uh, here, I chose to go to the locker, grab my stuff, and leave at that point. And here's why. I'd, if you would have been with me, June, I would not have done that. Mm-hmm. It would have been, fuck it. You're here. We're here. Um, how about not saying anything? And we, you know, we won't, you know, expose you. Don't expose us. Don't talk about it. Yep. Thing is, I don't trust humans because you tell one person one thing, they'll be like, oh, I won't tell nobody. But then they tell people, but they just tell them not to tell them that you told them. Now everyone knows, but nobody's saying anything. Yep. So, like, the thing is, I, I've i had, in in my past, I had a, I had a lot of very good, strong influence in the faith community. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this, I mean, I mean like nationally, um, but with this guy, it was within this particularly prominent church. And the thing about that community, one of the things is you can do everything right and people like admire you and they look up to you. But if there's like one thing that like goes against what they believe, everything right you ever did gets like get slashed like you become the black sheep it's a black guy oh yeah like oh you're you're a swinger or oh she's bisexual or like whatever and my my big fear has always been this it's not people finding out about us like fuck them like they don't i know they don't understand shit and if they 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 either don't understand us or they want to try it too but they can't and so they want to hate us and kind of for stepping out and doing it when they didn't have the guts to do it themselves. That's a very common thing, by the way, when yeah. somebody's jealous of you. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave that right there. But my biggest fear over the years has been all the good that I've had, the influence, the good influence I've had in certain people's lives mm-hmm. because of what I do, that if if there was like one thing they found out about me, that that good influence I had in their lives would be like negated. It would be like, it would like be made obsolete. It would like, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Like it would all be undone. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's always been my fear. Like, yeah. No, I've never tried to live as somebody perfect. I, like, shit. I, I live myself, my life so publicly imperfect. Like people criticize me for shit. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like I got all my, my shit together. Yeah. If I don't. Because mm-hmm. that's just lying to people. And that's making an image of yourself that just isn't fucking real. Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say, my fear was, what if this guy actually ended up telling somebody? Because this was this was the last Friday night that I would be going to this club. Mm-hmm. The last Friday. Because as of this episode, June and I are moving across the country to... A new location. Mm-hmm. It's not a giant metroplex mega city here in America. It's not one of the major cities in America. It's a much smaller place. Yep. And it sort of made, it sort of reminded me of if you've seen that movie Point Break with Keanu Reeves and and uh, Patrick Swayze, 
who plays Bodhi, the Bodhisattva. Oh, yeah. Good movie. The ex-presidents. Don't you have a t-shirt? <laughs> I do. And you dressed up as him one year. I dressed up as him, and I, <laughs> I literally carried my 12-gauge around the It was the awesome. And <laughs> it was unloaded, don't worry. No, it was at our Halloween party, mm. but inside but, the house. But, <laughs> yeah, till we went outside. But, um, anyway, so, in that movie, and I, it, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. In that movie, like, they, they've hit... Four or five bank robberies. They've, they're like rolling in cash. And one of the guys is like, hey, we have enough to live the rest of our lives in a non-extradition country. No one will ever catch us. But Bodhi's a rebel. Bodhi's an extremist. Patrick Swayze's character, Bodhi. And he's like, yeah, but there's one more big heist. This is the mother load. This, like, five million here, six million there. This is going to be $150 million. We'll split four ways. Or five ways. Hmm. Well, so he's getting greedy. Yeah. It's that last one. And there's something about that last one in stories like that that sort of fucked the characters. Because <laughs> they wouldn't just walk away. They had to push the envelope. And that's the one that brought them down. It didn't go according to plan. A couple of them died. They got fucking shot. You know, it was the end. It was the end. And it was like the last time they did something that they'd been doing. It was the very last time they did it there that they got found out, caught, mm-hmm. everything went to shit. So for me, it, was, it felt like that kind of like when I saw this guy, I recognized I'm like, we've been coming here seven months. We're literally about to move across the country. Nobody ever knew. Nobody we know would, would ever know that we were there. We're literally moving in six days. This is my last time here. And I see a guy I recognize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this like the undoing? If he now he didn't recognize me, and here's how I know, because of how I know the guy. If he saw me, I know he would have come up to me. I know he would have said something about like, "Hey, man, I didn't know you were here. Like, I didn't know you hung out here." You know, they're like, "Yeah, we're VIP members at the Swingers Club." <laughs> and then he's like, "Where's your wife?" You know, it's like, oh, then there's that discussion because I'm not really a single guy. I'm not really here without her consent. Like, she knows I'm here. Uh, <laughs> but all that. So, I know he didn't see me, but I saw him. And there was something in me that kind of panicked. And I know it's, it sounds maybe like a little bitch kind of thing. But I was really afraid that my last time there, one of my last times there, trying this social experiment, that what if that was the one? What if that was the last big heist from Point Brink that went, that went to shit? Like, of all the times we'd done this, it was fine. But then it was the last one that bit you in the ass. And any undoing that could be done in people's lives who would end up hearing about it. And again, not that he would even tell. He probably wouldn't. But I don't know that. Yeah. And so that's that's what really got me. And so I went to the locker. I grabbed I grabbed my bag and my jacket. And uh, I just I, I decided to leave. And the thing is, I was getting pretty bored. This was like 1030, which is early. There was still, like, the line was starting to grow outside a little bit. It was starting to cook off. But, like, I was pretty bored without you there. Aww. It was work the whole time. It was not that enjoyable. If I was a single guy in the lifestyle, I don't know how much I'd go there. Because it feels like work. So, like, single guys, I empathize with you on that. Mm-hmm. Like, like it is work for you. And uh, the odds are not ever in your favor. Um, it's way more fun if you have a lady with you or like I have you, June. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to there together. It's a way better experience. 
<laughs> um, one says, looking back on it, how was it to act as a single guy at the club instead of being with me or another lady? I think you kind of answered that just now. I kind of did in my ranting. Yeah. <laughs> it was it it was work, which is okay, but it it um, I'm kind of an extrovert. I don't mind talking to people. Uh, I I I'm in front of people for a living a lot, and so uh, I don't personally mind that. A lot of people who may be more introverted, um, this might be way harder for them just based on how they're different than me in this aspect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but. <laughs> But, excuse me, if if you have something to say that's like an icebreaker that like you found like, hey, that's a good question. Like, um, like I would I would walk up and be like, like one of the things I would say was, hey, hey, uh, hey, I've, I've never seen you. I've never seen you out here before. I'm so and so. I'm John. Uh, is this your first time here? And they'd be like, oh, no, you know, it's we've been coming here five years or we come here once a month or and the mm-hmm. thing is, I wasn't asking them. Like one answer questions, like, like, um, hey, do you come here often? Yes, no. I was like, hey, how long have you been coming here for? Oh, we this is our first time, or a few months. We've been coming here a few months. Mm-hmm. Or I would ask him like, like, hey, what do you like? Hey, I'm curious. Everybody kind of gets into this thing from their own direction. What do you like most about this club? Like, what do you feel? Like, what, what, what feeling? Uh, or what attracts you most to this club? Or what do you love most about this club that that you keep coming back? Yeah. And then I just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And they tell me what they love about the club. I'm getting to know them. And that's ammo, ammo for me where I can talk to them about other, about other things that they're mentioning as they're telling me. So I'm not having to do a whole lot of work. I just got to do the initial thing. Yeah. Which after you do that a few times, um, especially if they look at your shirt and they fucking love it and they're laughing at it. And you're like, hey, doors open. Get in there. <laughs> you know, so... You know, I kind of preempted it with, with that T-shirt as well. <coughs> um, would you do it again? Would I do it again? Would I go undercover single guy again into a swinger club environment? With you in my life, no. It was way less fun. It was way more work. Uh, being a part of a couple, like you and me, we totally had the advantage. It's way easier for us. Hmm. Um, the dynamics are different with other couples. I think we have a far greater opportunity to make friends and play and have fun with people that, as a single guy, I probably would not have. Hmm. So, without you in my life, I might hang around, you know, every now and then um, because I want to be around these like-minded people. But uh, as long as like you and I are together, like. I have zero interest in going to a club or event without you because it's like it puts me at a disadvantage and makes it more work for me. And I generally just don't enjoy myself as much. I enjoy being with you. I enjoy dancing with you, drinking with you, you watching you pull your tits out on the dance floor. (laughs) Um, Or dance on stage. (laughs) Yeah, or dance on stage. Or you and me making out with a hot lady on the dance floor Mm -hmm. together and um, and then like having fun later, like – yeah, like that. That's happened like multiple times. That's, yeah, it's like that's way more fun than being like the single guy trying to break the ice and break through this glacier with a fucking ice pick. Um, now, so I, I understand why single guys. Um, I understand. I empathize a lot with like their position. Well, that's the last question. Okay, what's that? 
Do you empathize more with single guys in the lifestyle now? I do. And here's what I found works. If you can work up the courage to talk. I think it looks like there's one more question on the back. I don't know what it says. You flip it over. Um, what I would say to single guys is going there, being willing to talk to the guy who is part of the couple. Like if you see a hot lady and you're like, man, she looks real fun. Go talk to the guy and have a question to ask him or find again, find something of mutual interest. Like the guy wearing the Harley Davidson shirt. Yeah. It, instantly. I'm like me and this guy, he and I can talk for probably five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to talk to him for five hours. That ain't my point of being here, but we can talk and banter. I'm not acting like I'm seriously interested. Like, Hey, what color is your road glide? You know, I got a street glide. I got these certain pipes on Like, but also I'll shift the conversation and be like, so, Hey lady, so-and-so, whatever her name is. Like, do you ride also? Do you have your own bike or do you ride on the back with them? Uh, do you enjoy that? Like, what's your favorite place you've ridden together? I'm getting to know people. Like, I went in there with the intent to make friends and get to know people and not get laid, even though my shirt made it very clear um, because that shirt actually works. Because um, some people go, some couples go there because they're looking for a second guy because the lady uh, wants to try more than one guy at once. In fact, you and I were playing in one of the rooms one time, one of the big public rooms. And the guy, some guy, he said, hey, my wife's fantasy is to be with two guys at once. You want to be the second guy? And he hands me a condom. <laughs> and you put it on me. And, yep. And, and like, you were there. You was there. I was there. She was like, like, that was, like, I've never seen those people. We ain't seen them since. Like, no. I know, I'm so shallow. But it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the first black woman I think I've ever been with. She was beautiful. Yep. Um, it was, she was wonderful. And mm-hmm. they were cool people. But um, if I was there... If I was there by myself, <clears throat> I I don't know that would have happened unless, well, of course, that couple went in there and she had that fantasy. And one of their personal intents uh, that I'd, I could not have known was that she wants to have a second guy. Yeah. Now, you might have a couple single guy walk in front of you. They're looking for a, se- a second guy or a third guy or a fourth guy because she wants to try that. And so that might be the case, but you don't know it. But your best bet is to be normal, take care of yourself, shave, smell good, be clean, be a normal, down-to-earth person. Like, talk talk to him like you're talking to, like, your your friends. Like, just be chill. Just, like, don't don't make it weird because you're, you're nervous. Like, I say be yourself, and for some people that's great advice. Other people, it's really horrible fucking advice. <laughs> but um, just... Be normal. Ask normal questions. Go there, like to me. Go there with the intent to get to know people, because mm-hmm. that will pay dividends. Now, not only will you like make friends if you see them again, but if they're looking to try something that involves somebody like you, uh, if they're comfortable with you, they'll ask you. Yeah. So again, I didn't go there with the intent to to get laid, and uh, I didn't, and the shirt did not work. But I again, I don't know. It was a fair shot at the shirt because I left so early. Uh, I didn't give it time to work, mm-hmm. and so I don't. I don't know, um, but I was very clear in a very funny way, and it got me lots of attention. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Then there's that. What's the? Uh... Oh, okay. I don't know. Is that last question? Okay. No, it's not a question. Oh, okay. <clears throat> 
It's well, just reminding them of my OnlyFans, but we already did that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, go check out our OnlyFans. You want to see a hot mama. You got that MILF money. MILF money. We've been listening to Fergie all week. MILF money. Ooh. June just walked up to me. She's sticking her big boobs in my my mouth up against the microphone. Oh, she has purple. She has purple uh, nipple studs in. They got purple on the ends. It feels so good. Oh, wow. I love it when this girl drinks. Mm. <laughs> Oh my god, so hot. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god, where were you 12 years ago? Where were you most of our marriage? I'm so glad we found you and the lifestyle together because you're so fucking hot. So are you. Well, all that to say again, you want to see what she looks like? Go check out June's OnlyFans. It's the first link in the show notes. I think we're going to turn this off and... um <laughs> Relations might take place. <laughs> Relations. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. All right. Anything else? Aye. That was me smacking her, her bare ass. I like it. Any other thoughts? <clears throat> thoughts, words, anything? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> well, this was my social experiment. Doing undercover single guy at a swingers club. I will not be doing undercover single lady. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm good. Oh, there's like a gangbang every time you go, and you're <laughs> you're the you're the you're the uh, the centerpiece. Yeah, it's a little different when you're a guy than a lady. But um, either way, just keep wrapping wrapping both your hands around it and swallowing like your wine glass says. <laughs> hey, we're grateful for all of you who listen to this. Again, yeah. leave us a rating review. Um, send us your email with a question. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know everything, but uh, we've been married a long time, happily, and yeah, we we enjoy growing this community of listeners just like you. Yep. And um, yeah, that was my story of going <laughs> undercover, undercover single guy to swingers club, and it was definitely different. And uh, I, I I understand a little more the 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 struggle that single guys go through. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, you'll take some of these tips that I gave that I've. I found work for me mm-hmm. and you'll implement them into your own life to make your single journey easier. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, then there's that, then there's that. <laughs> Keep swinging for the fences, baby. Yes, I do. Thanks for listening to the new swingers podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at new swingers podcast at gmail.com new swingers podcast at gmail.com and there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your question so it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners just send us an email at new swingers podcast at gmail.com